Hello, and welcome to Hustle Skirt Podcast, where my slogan is economic equity every day for everyone, with your host, Deborah Gould. I am Deborah Washington Gould, President and CEO of Deborah Gould & Associate Inc. Please check out my professional services at my website, www.gouldassoc.com. And you can find more information about my professional service offering, www.gouldassoc.com. Now, for those who are first timers and who have had a chance to watch many of the podcasts on Hustle Skirt, just a quick overview so that you understand the intent and purpose of this particular podcast. It's just a concept around entrepreneurship. The conversation with my guests who are female entrepreneurs, we will talk about maybe uh, boards and commission that we work on, uh, small business advocacy, mentoring, emerging leaders and the things that we are doing in the business community. But more importantly, to bring to you extraordinary women who have, in my 27 years of business, who has been truly impactful, intentional, inspirational, and an influence in my life. And I want them to share their gifts of who they are. To me, Each and every day, we're just ordinary women doing extraordinary things in the various industries that we provide our services in construction, professional service, goods, and other services. And I want you to find out more about them. So I am pleased to introduce to you my guest, Lanetta J. Gilbert. So just to give you some introductory information about her, but I want my audience and my particularly my listening audience to know, you see this lady here? I adore her. She is a friend. She's part of my tribe. And I have learned so much from the wisdom she has shared in the years that I've been blessed to be embraced by Lynetta. I like to call her LG but I want you to truly get to know this woman. Lynetta J. Gilbert serves as managing partner of Gilbert and Associates, a respected leader in philanthropy. Lynetta provides consulting, coaching, and network building with emerging and existing thought leaders. Her areas of practice include strategy development and planning, as well as leveraging DEI outcomes within institutions and organization. Please help me welcome my guest today, Lanetta J. Gilbert, partner of Gilbert and Associate. Welcome Lanetta, how you doing? I am doing well, and thank you so much for this opportunity to meet your guests and to just spend some more time with you. Thank you. Well, 
there's going to be a number of platforms that people can follow you, Lynetta, and I'll say some more about that later and before we close out the show today. So we're going to get started with just a couple of simple questions so we can engage our audience in learning more about Gilbert and Associates. And please, any type of information you would like to share in terms of how to contact you, we would greatly appreciate that information. And it would also be posted on the various platforms that I will feature you on Hustle Skirt. So again, welcome to Hustle Skirt. So how's it going today in the world of LG? Well, it's going pretty well. Um, started out doing some exercise this morning, which is part of my new regimen. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of um, coaching with um, friends during the day and then just relaxing some, trying not to do it all in one day. Okay. So tell us, tell my listening audience something about what inspired you to start your business and your focus energy uh, as a um, focus around DE&I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I actually um, have served as a consultant before. Um, early in my career, for about 17 years, I worked as a management consultant with um, a global um, consulting firm, and then um, with about three um, 8A firms in the Washington, D.C. area at a time when 8A um, was really just coming into being. So that kind of dates me, but in the, the Nixon and um, Reagan administrations, um, people who were of color, mostly Black people, who were questioning why we didn't have as many contracts given out to us, um, really pushed hard to do our very best to, to um, write good grant uh, contract uh, proposals and to actually argue in those proposals for a way of being, a way of life that, that had uh, people of color very actively engaged in the outcomes of that work. So during my 40-year um, career, I have... Um, worked on a series of strategies, primarily to benefit families and children, but in all cases, really looking at those who were on the margin and why they were not yet involved in um, powerful decisions that could change their life trajectory. So it wasn't called DEI then, um, you know, it was affirmative action um, and other, other words. But I've been working towards a goal, a future where we are all able to express ourselves and express our capacities uh, in building a world where no one is really suffering. So that's that's how I got started. Um, and I got started at 21 doing that work. Um, as time went on, um, my experiences with um, what at that time was called Section 504 uh, in 1973, that was an act that was passed by Congress so that people who were disabled or uh, otherwise abled, as we used to say, um, could seek professional training in colleges and universities, could uh, sit for and, and achieve um, medical doctors, um, excuse me, their degree as a medical doctor, they could actually practice 
Um, I had uh, as a, on my consultant team a blind chemist and a deaf nurse, who um, both of whom uh, distinguished themselves in their work because they created what we call um, program accommodations um, so that they could function fully. Um, so I learned very early in my career that there's there are no boundaries except those that we put around ourselves in Absolutely. our in our policies and everything. So that's that's a long way of saying I've been in the game a while. 40 years, starting at age 21, I am too a postgraduate of the U.S. Small Business Administration 8A program in the federal marketplace. Mm -hmm. And in terms of building my 27 years in management consulting and training that we, like I said earlier in your introduction, we are doing similar work, but at the same time, we have had to be the voice of many that did not have a voice at the table. That's right. And to find out what are those voices that are missing at the table. And so we continue to do this work uh, to advance, if it means changing policies, and I know you have been doing some extraordinary work around that. So we're gonna move on to maybe a new thing that I know that you do well as a leader in the business community in the New Orleans and maybe on a global level as a leading philanthropist. Would you share something in terms of what was the um, inspiration to really spark that interest and in giving back? Because it means a lot in terms of what you're doing around economic equity. So um, I became employed in the field of philanthropy in 1990 here in New Orleans at the Greater New Orleans Foundation. It was quite by accident. I actually went there to the to a meeting of other funders for a lunch presentation about um, having private donors here in New Orleans really invest in a pre-kindergarten strategy so that our children would be better prepared when they got to school. And there were a group of us, including business people and social workers and early childhood teachers who were really arguing for a system, a series of programs that, that could happen here in New Orleans to prepare our children better uh, for school. And there were, like I said, I represented a group of us and um, the business person who was, whose idea it was in the very beginning was going to make the presentation. Every week that we got closer to the presentation, he'd call me up and say, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that strategy? until the week before we were to make the presentation. And he called me and he said, I want you to make the presentation. Now I was relatively new to New Orleans at that time and I didn't know anybody, but I did know early childhood uh, issues and uh, policy. And so I made the presentation and from that presentation, um, the then executive director of um, the Greater New Orleans Foundation asked me to quote, help her find someone to replace the director, the program officer who would be leaving soon. And that program officer was Vaughn Farrier, black woman. And uh, so I knew they were looking for somebody of color. And so I spent the next uh, about eight months sending people to the foundation as potential candidates. And one day um, 
I was really troubled at my job at the Housing Authority of New Orleans at that time. And um, one of my dear friends who ran Agenda for Children said, well, whatever happened to that job at the foundation? And I said, oh, I don't know. I've sent them plenty of names. And she said, no, silly. What about you? Why don't you apply? So I did. And, and I was there. I, I was hired and I stayed um, at the Greater New Orleans Foundation for 10 years, 10 and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, I uh, went to work for the Casey Foundation, the Annie E. Casey Foundation here in New Orleans on a neighborhood transformation strategy that they had. And while I was doing that, um, I was invited by the Ford Foundation to join their staff. Um, so that was in 2001 that I left New Orleans and went to New York and worked for the Ford Foundation for 10 years. Now, philanthropy was nothing new to me because many of the things that I was able to achieve when I was growing up in Rochester were supplemented by resources from people who were kind enough to support our family. My mom helped my mom with whatever. And my mother um, was a very sharp woman and knew that um, we could use our own resources to do as much as we could, but that we would also need to work with others. So uh, my getting to college was a combination of a lot of small scholarships. My mother started the Howard University Mothers Club in Rochester. Um, she didn't start it, but she really energized it and raised a lot of money for it. Um, that was before I even knew I was going to Howard. So, um, and then there were individuals who were always there to help young people financially, um, giving of their time, helping kids to fill out applications for college, making sure that we you know, Pat took the necessary tests, recognizing the things that, that we did that was good and uh, directing us in the right path when they thought we weren't going in the right direction. All of that is what philanthropy really is. It's more than giving of money. It's time, talent, and treasure, and whatever else. And thank That's you for I'm putting saying. that clarity on mm -hmm. it. So I'm going to ask you one more question before we close out this particular uh, interview here. Who would you say is your biggest role model? I, that's a hard one, Deborah, um, because uh, there's so many people who poured into me either directly because they knew me or they spend time with me or um, their teachings, you know, um, have have helped me and supported me all along the way. So I don't think I have a role model. And, and you know, when we talk, we use that phrase, we stand on the shoulders of the, you know, for me, at this point in our, in my life, I can really see the people who have promoted me mm -hmm. and encouraged me. And there are many of them. And I, I just, I wouldn't even try to name. That works for me because just the key words you say, there's so many people that have lifted you up. So everybody have had a hand in the type of strength that you pour into others. And, you know, I, it will be hard for me to say a role model or on one hand, because when I look into your eyes and I look into your face, you are one of those women who are my shero. So there are just so many little golden nuggets over the years I've learned from you, Lynetta. So the way you express that just now works for me. It's hard. 
to define one role model. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to just take a moment to say, you know, this has been a blessing. Thank you for being my guest today. And as I close out my program, I like to just have a few closing remarks to remind Hustle Skirt podcast audience that the objective is to empower you to speak up, embrace change in your own vision, mission, and purpose. Get fired up with passion. I bring to you phenomenal women like Lynetta J. Gilbert to remind you that you are special and you got what it takes. Just want to make one special request. Make sure to visit our website, www.persistentlane.com, where you will have an opportunity as many times as you want to listen to Lynetta interview again. Please like me on my iTunes uh, channel. And if you're not able to do that, spread the word to others about Hustle Skirt Podcast. So you and your friends and family and your network will never miss watching a show. So today you're listening to the Hustle Skirt Podcast. The show that brings you economic equity for everyone, every day. And I am your host, Deborah Washington Gould. Until we meet again, Lynetta, thank you for being my guest today. I've truly enjoyed this interview. Make yourself a great weekend on purpose. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. You're welcome.